Hello and welcome back to Effortless Sports Podcast. I'm Dylan and I'm joined again by Jonathan. Uh, week six, pretty, pretty crazy. Um, we had some really solid games. We had yet another coach that was fired. This one really shocked me a little bit. Oh, we had two. Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. I keep I keep thinking of the big one and I keep forgetting. Because, and honestly, like, it's, it's weird because, like, the one that wasn't shocking at all, the uh, the opening is actually more interesting than the the one we were shocked by. So t- take me through first your initial reactions. Take me through actually what what were your reactions to the little little firing in the sense that it didn't break the headlines as much. Carl Durrell. I mean, like this is one we kind of saw coming. Like Colorado is the worst Power Five team I've ever seen, and that includes like all these Kansas and like Rutgers teams throughout the years. Like they're just miserable. They, I mean, they got their doors beat off by like. A Arizona team that was by far the worst Power Five team last year. So this this one isn't very surprising at all. And I think there was a couple intriguing candidates for it. I've heard one that I think the guy's done a good job, but he hasn't made uh, a real name for himself. And that's Ryan Walters at uh, at Illinois, who's their defensive coordinator. He's a Colorado Colorado alum. He's been a bunch of different places. It was actually. Co- a defensive coordinator here at Mizzou and did a pretty good job at it. So I think it's, he's an interesting one, but I'm not sure he's ready to be a, a college football head coach right now, especially yeah. at a power five school. Do you know who's the opposite? He has a ton of experience. We get coached at, at Colorado, I believe at one point, um, currently not a head coach anywhere. Rick Neuheisel, the boy <laughs> going back to Colorado. Huh? What would you say? This is like it just came to my mind as we were talking about this. But is that the like is that the hottest take around possible coaches that you've ever heard? Yeah, I mean, pretty <laughs> easily. Like, I thought it was so I mean, funny. It, just for context, I do. I used to listen a lot to Ricky Heisel at his show on on SiriusXM on the way to like school every day. Okay, he had a college football show. But he's like he's also kind of like a meme within the um, Michigan community because he he has like the craziest Harbaugh takes. Um, but yeah, no, Colorado is is going to get because I do think that's like the job's not bad in terms of what I don't think it's, itself is bad. It's a bit it's a bad recruiting base though. But like it, like in Colorado, like you should have some pretty decent NIL opportunities to pitch to kids. So but also like off the football field, it's a very like enticing offer, at least for a coach. Yeah. Like no, good good place can, to live, nice area. Exactly. Um, so. and like they've had success in the Pac 12. Like, let's not forget that like pretty recently they were a team that was winning eight games. Like they were in the Pac 12 title game like five years ago, yeah. six years ago. Yeah. So was that the uh, was that the Philip Lindsay years? I think so. Yeah, it, it was it was kind of BS because like they won the Pac-12 South, but like, and they got they got blown out by Washington in the title game. But they won the Pac-12 South, and uh, like I want to say, like, like they played USC really early in the yeah. year, like before Darnold was in there, and because of they because of the fact that they played USC so so early, like they were just they won the division head to head. Yeah, and then. Let's talk about the the real news. Um, and again, I, I said earlier, but like this this really shook me a little bit. 
just to what the state of college football is. Paul Christ, head coach, uh, Wisconsin, fired. Jim Leonard, the defensive coordinator, is going to be taking over. First of all, I just want to hear your initial reactions to this because to me, like ever since I've been a real Big Ten football fan, I've always known Paul Christ's teams as being um, just teams you never wanted to play. He led Wisconsin to a bunch of 10-win seasons. <clears throat> they, in my opinion, over won bowls. Won bowls, yeah. They were, to me, one of the teams that really overexceeded expectations in, in the like in terms of how do you beat the recruiting rankings idea and the fact that they weren't the best team recruiting. And honestly, I heard from other sources that they are one of the worst teams in the Big Ten in terms of recruiting, but um, in terms of like resources, but he won games and like, they dominated the Big Ten West for a while. And to see like to see a to see a base kind of lose faith in a coach that early and also like i get it if he's going to retire anyways at the end of the year but let him finish coaching i don't get the idea of like tarnishing someone's legacy like that when they've done so much for your school and firing him after the first few games of the season i think there were a couple reasons for for this one and i think this was probably the main one is Jim Leonard's name has had kind of been floating out there as a potential head coach for the last couple years now. But they're not going to hire him mid-season. Why do you have to fire a coach in the middle of your season? I, I don't disagree, but I think they wanted to ensure that the plan was kind of already in place and he wasn't going anywhere. And it's like if they if they fired Chris, if they told him, hey, Chris is retiring at the end of the year and you're getting this job, like I don't think that changes anything. But – I, I think they probably wanted to ensure that. And then secondly, and maybe more importantly, Wisconsin had kind of lost its identity like the last, the last couple of weeks. Like you, you cannot lose, first of all, to Washington State at home, a non-conference game, a team from the Pacific Northwest coming to Madison in week two and beating you is so uncharacteristic for, for Wisconsin. And then the Illinois game was – maybe the worst Wisconsin performance in the last seven years. Like I cannot remember a Wisconsin game in my lifetime that I was watching. I was just like, Wisconsin looks like completely overmatched against the team, not named like Ohio state or Michigan. Like, okay, and, and I get that sentiment, but we have to remember, like we have to think about the framework we're using to look at these teams. Wisconsin is not supposed to be a team that wins nine or 10 games each year. There are supposed to like they're I'm trying to think of a, a comparison for them that I could use from other schools, but there's such an interesting case because they've exceeded expectations so much in recent years that people think that when they play like how they should, that all of a sudden there's some, there's some great problem. It's okay for a school like Wisconsin to have a year like, like this year, or even two years like this year, if it means that a few years ago or a few years in the future, they're going to the Big Ten championship game. They don't rebuild, okay? So I get it. The loss to Illinois is bad. But Illinois is a really good team, and Wisconsin's not going to win eight games every year. It's hard to win games in the Big Ten. And so I think what the problem is is, People have been so caught up with the fact that Chris is in such an amazing job at the school and set these expectations so high that when he finally fails one year to meet those expectations, it's chopping block right away. 
So do you think that, because like obviously Wisconsin has a new athletic director. Do you think that this new athletic director maybe wants to be something more than what Wisconsin's been the last couple listen, of years? Listen, Which I, listen every, I don't think every they can athletic director, Every athletic director wants their, wants their coach. They want their guy, especially for football, right? That's the thing attached to the athletic program. That's like the image that everyone sees of your athletic program. And so, Mm -hmm. and, and I could be wrong. Like, again, if you're, if you're an athletic director listening to this and you don't want to hire your own people, like, please let us know on Twitter, but like athletic directors want to hire their own coaches. Right. Now imagine, imagine if you were hired as, as like the CEO or a manager of some other business yet everyone who, who worked for you was from the past managers. Okay. You would want to say, okay, like maybe they're doing a fine job, but like, I want to bring my people that I know can do the job the best. And so whether they can or can't is a different story. But if you're in that role, you want to hire your own people. But I I don't feel like Jim Leonard is really like this new athletic director guy. Like he's been at Wisconsin for a long time. So that's my next question. Like, do you think he's the one that gets hired for this job? Yeah, I I do. Like, I, I just think that, this whole thing was is about Wisconsin kind of losing its its identity and like thinking that they can be more, which by the way, now that like there's gonna be no Big Ten West and Big Ten East, like it definitely can't be. Like Wisconsin Wisconsin is what they are. And I think that Paul Chris got every single ounce out of that program that you can possibly get. He did everything he needed to do right. He did everything. And and nobody say what? Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe, but like what what world are we living in? Buyouts don't exist anymore. People like, forget I... before Barry Alvarez at Wisconsin, they were the worst team in football. Mm-hmm. They were terrible. There was a culture change. And then you have Wisconsin football. Okay, uh, but this whole this whole identity thing, who built the identity of modern Wisconsin football? Christ. So don't you owe him the benefit of the doubt to let him at least finish the season? Probably. That like, And that's what I don't get. And look, Jim Leonard, I really liked, and I have no doubt in my mind that someone was going to poach him sooner rather than later. But, like, that's why you run the program the way you do. Like, it's a good thing when coaches leave, or especially assistants, when they leave, because – if that coach is really the right person for your program, they'll come back. So, yeah. like, I get it ah. if they want to keep Leonard. But at the end of the day, when he was a DC, I kept thinking that he should have taken a, a bigger DC job earlier in his career, maybe a few years ago, and then come back to Wisconsin as head coach. Now you hire a guy as, as interim head coach who is a great defensive coordinator but has no head coach experience. That's why you have these – assistant coaches go to other schools, get other roles, and then they gain that experience and come back as head coach. But to me, I think it was mismanaged. I mean, I'm pretty passionate about the fact that I thought Paul Chris was one of the best coaches in the Big Ten. I think he was done extremely dirty by the administration. Um, I'm honestly mad about this. I'm a little bit worked up. So, I have a question for you because this is actually – listen to the cover three podcast all the time. And this was a question that, uh, that they asked earlier, what do you think is a better job with 
Wisconsin or Nebraska? Nebraska. And I'll say Nebraska because I think they're very similar. But you got to remember Wisconsin also has the academic, um, like, sort of restrictions on, on what players they accept. Uh, Nebraska, even though Nebraska has been bad, they still recruited, honestly, at a higher level than Wisconsin. Even when Nebraska was winning four games a year and, and – or, even, yeah, Nebraska winning four games a year and Wisconsin was going to the Big Ten Championship. Um, yeah. Plus, Nebraska's got that that name brand. Like, if we're going to ask, like, who, after all these coaches are fired, right, Nebraska and Wisconsin loses their head coach, who do I think is going to bounce back quicker? I'm going to say Nebraska. And and to me, it's that's, like, mostly because of, I think, what Paul Chris was able to do and him being gone is going to hurt that team a lot more than people think. And I think it has to do with the fact that Nebraska is going to, I mean, they got to get one higher, right? Like they, they've got to hire someone competent. Yeah. I honestly think Leipold. Leipold, maybe. I mean, I talked about this with you earlier, so I'd like to mention it, but Leipold was a former Wisconsin Whitewaters coach at the D3 level, um, was like the goat of Division three football <laughs> for yeah. a while. Yeah, so, I mean, they were untouchable. I mean, I would expect Wisconsin to reach out at least. Nebraska, I think, for sure will reach out. But I would do expect you, Wisconsin to reach out. Do you out. think that they're going to talk to other people besides Jim Leonard? Because I'm not dude, so sure they are. Dude, you think these guys don't talk to other people behind their backs? You think before they fired Paul Christ, like the winningest coach in their football team's history, they didn't talk to any of the other possible candidates? A couple things. When I say talk to these people, I mean like, hey, we're going to have these guys in for an interview and people are going to find out about, about it. Like, Dude, at I this don't stage, mean like, just like call people behind their back. Like, for all we know, Wisconsin called Urban Meyer. Like, at, at this stage in the college football coach coaching cycle, we're at the point where I don't even think interviews matter. These guys know, these guys are so well connected. Like, they know who's who. I, I guarantee you, as soon as Lance Leipold saw Paul Chris firing, on his on his phone, you got the ESPN alert. Immediately after, you got a ring, ring, ring. I guess guess who is this? Who is this? It's Wisconsin. Oh, who's his next call? Line two. Oh, it's Nebraska telling. Oh, dude, don't worry about Wisconsin. We'll give you this, this, and this. We got you here. It's uh. Yeah. Oh, are we also? Here's here's another question for you. Yeah. Sorry, you you froze. Um, here's another question for you. Are we going to be having the same conversation about another Big Ten West school next week? Um, you know which one I'm talking about. Right? I do. I don't think so. I don't think. I don't so. think so either. I think it could be an offensive coordinator, but no. But at that point, both of them. I feel like I feel like because they're related, you have to fire both. Yeah, we're talking about those, Iowa. We're talking about Iowa yeah, for people for, that for those are It's Iowa and uh, Coach Ferentz and his son, OC. I would say prodigal son, even though he's the opposite of a prodigy. Um, Brian Ferenz, who's got the worst offense in football. I think at the end of the year, we'll see a, a mutual agreement to part ways. Yeah, so, I think that's that. kind of like what it is. Because, like, I mean, if they, if they go and just absolutely, like, lay an egg at Illinois at a game that they're underdogs, by the way. Like, imagine telling them at the start of the season that Illinois was going to be favored against Iowa. So, like, that is not a great look for the program, I think, overall. 
Yeah, I mean, like, again, you got to remember that, I mean, Coach Ferenz has been coaching there, like, forever. So it is, like, a little bit of a touchy subject. I don't understand why they're just so, like, 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 why won't they make a change at quarterback? There is no way that Alex Padilla <laughs> could be worse than Spencer Petras. There's no way. At this point, I mean, I'm like, you, I'm like, you, you, watch, you watch that entire Michigan Iowa game. That that throw to Laporta on fourth and two, gotta have it to stay in the game, was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. How do you throw it short of the sticks to an All American tight end on fourth and two? Listen, Spencer Petras. Is, is not a good quarterback. But, like, what does that tell you about Alex Padilla? Like, is this, that's what, is this that's throw? what I'm trying to say? Can you throw? Like, no, I'm actually alarmed. Like, who is – like, this Alex kid, and I think I have seen him a few times because he did come into the game a little bit. We were I mean, at a game he came in. Big Ten Championship. <laughs> yep, he was at the Big Ten Championship. I mean, he like, – I didn't get much from that game, but – No, I mean, like, you were focused – your team was about to be in the playoffs. So, yeah. But, like, is this dude, like – is there something like off with him? Like, what's the reason why he can't go in the game? Like, is he like injured? Does he like have like does he like have a throwing arm? Like, what's the deal no, here? It's like, like, like the, the only there is no is way like, that he can be worse than, than Petrus. Like, absolutely no way. The only explanation is that like he's actually a righty, but he throws lefty during games. And honestly, I would still take Padilla. I'll take I'll take lefty weak arm Padilla. Over over Spencer Peaches. So um I think you froze a little bit. So I'm just gonna continue. Um let's get into some of some of the games of the past week. Um uh, again, we're we're still waiting on Jonathan to get back in. Here. <laughs> Are you still back in? Jonathan. Okay, he's like in and out, but um yeah, let's look at some of the games from this past weekend. So we had a bunch of interesting games that happened um, before Saturday day. Uh, we had a really solid Friday night matchup. UCLA came in, um, big home game for them. I was talking to Jack the other day, um, kind of kind of giving him some, um, some slack for UCLA's inability to fill up their stadium but he said that there was about 80 percent capacity so that was uh it was pretty good to hear for the ucla standpoint and they uh they hosted number 15 washington ended up beating them Let's see jonathan you back here yeah sorry just my wi-fi went out yeah you were you were like in and out and it was in the, it was in the middle of my alex padilla joke yeah <laughs> so, i kind of heard part of it Oh yeah, I could have repeated a little bit. I don't want to hear your reaction. So I was, I was basically saying that Alex Padilla, like the only explanation is that he's, he's actually a righty, but he's going lefty. But I was gonna say at that point, I would even take like weak, like weak, like weak arm throwing Padilla over Spencer Petrus. I mean, as long as he can throw the ball past the first down marker and fourth and two, gotta have it. Like yeah, yeah. And then uh, I was just going through some of the games. Um, focusing on the Friday night matchup between UCLA and Washington, where like I was saying, how to to turn that game on and see the Rose Bowl filled up eighty percent capacity did bring a smile to my face. Um, good good for that school. Jack was there. He was he was really excited about the environment. 
Yeah. They got another tough one this week. Yeah. But uh, they beat a good Washington team. They put up 40 points. Um, Zach Charbonnet was really good. DTR was DTR. amazing. He had like he had like his like Heisman DTR games. Like we're not sure when we're gonna see this again, but <laughs> we um, won't. We won't. And then I think what we want to do is I just want to go through the rankings, at least our rankings, because I think we we always touch upon the games of the week, anyways, in our in our rankings. So let's like spend more time and go into that. Um, You're uh, let me let me make sure I have this right. Um, because I wanna. I don't want to say anything false. Oh no, so close! You're your uh, your Maryland boys just narrowly missed the cut this week. Although, I think I ranked them. Nice. I did rank them. I have them at twenty four. So it's the eight people. Ugh. Okay, so top five. It did change a lot, and it was due to one. Actually, it was due to two games. So I've got Ohio State number one. Uh. They beat Rutgers by a lot. They faked a punt up 30, <laughs> <laughs> which was interesting. Shiano, man, was very upset about that. Yeah. And then I have Alabama at two. Um, need to note that that game got a little bit closer once Bryce Young went out for an injury. We're not sure if he's going to start next weekend against Texas A&M. Al- Alabama, like, essentially blew them out twice. Like, they, they yeah. blew them out, and Arkansas came back, and then it was a blowout again. Yeah, they were really good. I'm a big fan of Jalen Milrow. And they did and they did that completing like eleven passes, by the way. Yeah. Um, I've got Georgia at three. Now they moved down from one to three, which is to me a really big deal. Um mm-hmm. second week in a row they struggled. They almost lost to your Missouri Tigers. Dude. Uh, they were losing the entire game. But like it, it never felt like Mizzou was gonna win. Like they outplayed us. Dude, like, they're up nineteen much. to three. Dude, they outgained us by like hundred and fifty yards. We we were gifted two turnovers in the first quarter. One of which was just like a mishandled snap, and the other one was like Milton broke a run and like we punched it out from behind. It's like we were gifted field position. We had a false start on the one yard line. Like if that if that doesn't happen, we punch it in and we might have a different talk talking point but i like it never like it never felt like we were winning that game georgia didn't punt after the first quarter so and we're like like imagine like here here's what me and my friend talked about this week imagine i told you before the game that mizzou was gonna win right you would have told me like oh georgia played really bad right right georgia played worse than our preconceived notion of them losing the game yeah. Well, like, one thing to note is I remember after last week and after they let up 20 points to Kent State, you moved them down to the rankings. I said, eh, not so fast. I'm using like, the whole body of work. I need to see how they respond. And guess what? They responded poorly. So I moved them down. <laughs> there were some major red flags in that Kent State game. Yeah, like, I don't – I was I think really we- alarmed at the lack of, like – I don't want to say explosiveness because that's a buzzword, but like they don't seem to have that like power that Alabama or Ohio State has. Yeah. Like they can't turn a game over in like one quarter. Yeah, I, I, I got you. So I got Michigan at four, um, went in, beat Iowa. The score is a lot closer than, than what the game actually was. 
<clears throat> um, there's some question marks still from a defensive standpoint, but like I thought they played like the way they needed to play to win. They didn't turn the ball over. They played field position. It was like classic Harbaugh win, which like you'll take any of the week. And like that's fine when you're playing Iowa, who's really good. By the way, yeah. by the way, Blake Corum's uh just like complete like dismantle of Jack Campbell on that pl- play in that one gap was insane. I mean, like he's I feel like he's gonna continue putting up these numbers in terms of of I don't know, like maybe like is he, is he on pace to like break Big Ten records? He has to be. Dude, he has like 10 touchdowns so far. Their passing games doesn't look crisp right now, which I think needs to be fixed if they want a shot at the division. JJ missed another deep ball. And I, yeah. I think he'll start hitting him, but I do too. I think it's just it's more about reps, like and again, yeah. like the run game is going to make it easier to pass. And they're like their offensive line dominated Iowa. Like that was one of the few years where I really thought that there was a huge difference in between the line play of Michigan and Iowa. Yeah. No, they're very interesting. Yeah, I watched pretty much that entire game. Like, don't let that final score deceive you. Like, Iowa had, like, I want to say, like, it had to have been, like, at least 50% of their yards in, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but that one. When, like, the, game was, when the game was over. So. And then uh, Toronto, my top five, yeah, Clemson, who uh, did their did their job and beat the uh, frauds NC State. So. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> learned, we, learned, we learned absolutely nothing from that game. Dude, I love how NC State was a top 10 team during that matchup, and neither of us even had them in our top 25. No, I, I mean, I think I may have had them at 24, but, like, I needed some, to put somebody there, and I didn't – like, I should have put Maryland, honestly. Like, Dude, NC State's 14th in the AP pool. Like, well, I, don't, I don't know what's going on, man. Like, if Florida State's – if Florida State's healthy this week, they're going to beat them on the road. I don't know how healthy Florida State is right now, though. Florida State was going to make it in my rankings. They they missed two. They were missing out two defensive tackles, and Jared Verse was kind of limited. Dude, I don't even think they would have stopped that Wake offense. Which, by the way, yeah. that Wake Forest offense, I want to see them in a bowl game against like, an Forest, SEC team. Wake Forest is good. Dude, that offense is so hard to stop. Their, their RPO, their mesh point is like four seconds. Wake Wake Forest may like go eleven and one, and it'll be like the least remembered eleven and one season ever. No, no, they're they're actually one of the most interesting teams I've ever watched. It's the, it's, the way they play football is is it shouldn't be fair. Like, how do you like call a legal man downfield against them? Like, they hold Why the ball. Why don't they? They should. I counted like six times when they have a legal man downfield, and they dude, they, they hold the ball there for so long, it's impossible to make that call. It's it's bad. It's so bad. Like, I don't, know if I, I don't know if I dislike the offense or, like, think it's bad for the sport, but I like watching it. So, yeah, I mean, like, it's like it's like if Ole Miss was, like, on drugs, like, pretty much for the, those of you that haven't watched Wake Forest. Yet. No, no, no. You know what it's like? It's like if uh, it was, like, that Matt Corral offense, but if, like, Matt Corral was, like, really slow, mm-hmm. and, like, a little bit, like, senile, where, like, he would have to, like, wait an extra few seconds to, like, make his decision – that's what the Wake Forest offense is. And, like, their their wide receivers are, like, so good in 50-50 ball situations that, like, they can just hold the ball there and, like, the safeties can't go anywhere. Like, they're, they're just, like, that offense, what it does, it essentially, like, takes the safe, any deep safety out of the play. So their offensive line is, like, very, very, very good. 
and yeah slow and fast and you, i mean you have you have to be you're not you're not fucking running this offense with a three step step drop or two seconds in the pocket whatever it is like yeah no they're good we can talk about that them a little bit more uh because i assume they're gonna be in our rankings but all right what do you have one through five yeah uh alabama one ohio state two georgia three michigan four clemson five um i almost moved clemson up to four but i was pretty <laughs> impressed about michigan can play two so i didn't really feel, feel it was fair uh i did have ohio state jump jump georgia though i, th- I think I wouldn't say those are clearly the two best teams because I feel like Georgia's probably on equal f- footing with both of them. But I, I feel like those those first three, those, those could be interchangeable all year. Yep. I agree. Let's go to six. Uh, USC, seven, Utah. These haven't changed. They haven't lost. Like, nothing else I can say. Tennessee at eight. Um, very excited when they play Alabama in a few weeks, especially if Bryce Young is not 100%. Um, there's, I mean, they're a good team. Josh Eichel's got that offense. Uh, not like I, they haven't. I haven't felt like they've been tested a lot in terms of like quality defenses. But I mean, there's nowhere for me to say that they shouldn't be ranked as highly as they do. But yeah, I, I agree. I, I do think they're gonna lose this week. It's it's a total trap game against LSU on the road. Big L's the big LSU guy, of course, man. <laughs> I do. I no, I think Tennessee's winning. I think Tennessee wins this game against LSU. It's gonna be a good game, but uh, dude, LSU was freaking terrible this past week. What what is going on? What, like Auburn doesn't even have a real football team. What is happening? Yeah, they were bad. Jane Daniels was like eight of twenty for eighty yards. It was not good. It's the Brian Kelly experiment. Okay, uh, <laughs> we got at nine. I got Oregon again. Like not much data there. Um, they've looked. They've looked really. They've looked the part the last couple of weeks. They've looked good. They've looked good. Penn State at ten. They very much struggled with Northwestern. They very much didn't look like a top ten team. But like honestly, numbers eight through the rest don't look like top ten teams. A full, so. a full, uh, full date, a full, uh, full resume on that one. I, I like. I kind of chalked that one up of like I think Clifford was hurt and like they played in the rain, so like. They they uh, weren't good. They, they I moved them. Good. I moved them. I think I may have moved them up a spot just because, like, every like so many teams lost. Like, I don't know. Like, okay. So my you know, I I unfortunately had to watch this game. And let what me do you tell mean you, you had to watch this game? Well, I I was watching it because, like, you know, I'm the Big Ten guy. I need to watch the Big Ten games, dude. It was the two that was like, it was terrible. Like Fifteen other games on that you could have chosen. It was I was watching it. Okay, that was on my main TV. I had the other game. What, what was it? It's like the three thirty window. I had the uh, other one on my laptop. Um, no, it was it was it was garbage. Like Penn State was. Like, they looked like the Penn State we've seen in other games where they struggled this year. Like, they have major flaws. Like, I don't think their run game, even though they put up really good numbers against bad defenses, like, I don't think their run game is really that impressive. Like, By, by the way, the, before the season, this was a game I picked them to lose. I'm just, I'm like, it's it's right before their bye. Penn State usually has one of these games where they just look awful. It's just like, so happens to be that Northwestern is like the worst team in the conference. And, and, no matter how bad Penn State played, they could not have lost that game. But, like, it wasn't just that they played a poor game. It was that I was seeing the same mistakes they were making against, like, Purdue, like, in week one. So, like, how yep. much growth does that does that show? Like, 
Go James's teams will do that once in a while. <laughs> Dude, but like I don't I wasn't like that impressed with how they played. Like in a muddy game, you have one of the best run run games in the country. Like I, they didn't show it. I don't know. Like was I guess it, was, was, it, was, it, was it game plan or execution? It was both. Well, the first one doesn't surprise me. The it was, second it was one, both. The second one actually also doesn't surprise me. If, so. if I see if I see this guy James Franklin call another outside zone on third and six, I'm gonna have his head. Like, like what do you like? It, it's the worst play. They never run it like well. They never execute it. <laughs> Just wait till next week when Harson loses his job and you hear James Franklin's name in the Auburn. Coaching search. This dude, each week, instead of preparing for the team, he's, like, sending his agent out to, like, find the new, like, way to get a raise. You, you forget it also takes him an hour to tweet, like, the, the name of his, his opponent, like, three times. Dude, I saw – I saw uh, – it was, like, a Big Ten Network clip. It was, like, all these coaches trying to describe what an NFT was. And this is kind of irrelevant, but I need to talk about it because it's really funny. And then Franklin, like – so you have, like, Ryan Day who's, like, nft like oh it's like a thing for the players right and then like harbaugh has got no clue like friends um and the two funniest ones is james franklin he like knows like the ins and outs of nft like everyone on twitter is like this dude's like an nft trader like he like trades crypto and then you have mel he he looks he looks like a guy that would trade crypto (laughs) and then you have mel tucker go to the camera he's like i don't know what that is like He's like, like don't, ask me about that. don't ask me about that. It was like, someone said it was like, he's like being questioned by the FBI. Mel Tucker's pleading the fifth on questions about NFTs. <laughs> it was like, someone's like, why is he being so defensive? He started start pleading the fifth about questions about his football team. <laughs> and, and you want to make this like more funny? Mel Tucker has an NFT. It's called NF Tuck. You can buy this. It's a real thing. You go on the MSU website, you can buy an NF talk. And this dude didn't even know what an NFT was. I mean, like, he doesn't make that. Like, he, he's not the one that comes up with those ideas. <laughs> His face is on it. He doesn't, I mean, he doesn't come up with any ideas on the football field either. But... Listen, listen, how many NFTs does it take to win a football game? <laughs> like, if I buy like a million NF tucks, can they like get better players? Um, no, because they're gonna push out their freshmen because they they attack the football <laughs> so hard. NF talk. Oh yeah. Sorry, that was really like off topic, but I thought no, that, that was, was funny. funny. I didn't see that. Um, I'll send you the clip after this. But All right. um, anyways, my, my next batch of teams. Go for uh, it. Yeah. Utah is six. They're without a doubt better than USC right now. Um, they, by the way, are getting a lot of love in the analytical rankings because of a blowout win against Oregon State. Uh, who USC struggled with, by the way. So seven USC, eight Tennessee, nine Penn State, ten Oregon. So we're very similar there. Yep. Uh, I think the differences come in. I don't know if you. Got, I don't know if you got to see any of the Oregon Stanford game, but man, they look good. Dude, Oregon. Oregon's good, and honestly, I, I thought Stanford's like not like that terrible. They they didn't play very well, but like. And like, here's the thing, like, and like, I don't think the gap isn't that big, but like. You're, first of all, you're not in the SEC, and you're in the Pac-12. So, like, Oregon can win these games on the road if Bo Nix plays bad because, one, their players are better. Two, these road teams that, they, that they're going to, they aren't as good as the te- teams that they play in the SEC, that Auburn would see in the SEC. Yeah, and, like, 
I mean, Oregon is they, – they, they have talent, and, like, they're always going to win these Pac-12 games against inferior opponents. They're like yeah. – the, um, I mean, like, they're, they're like the 20, 2015 through 2018 Harbaugh. Yeah. If, if Oregon played Georgia again next week, <clears throat> what do you think the final score would be? 55 to 10. You think it would be very similar? <laughs> yeah. I don't. I think that was peak Georgia and – Below what Georgia could ever dream about. Georgia, like, Georgia gets up for these games. Like I, I think the Mizzou game was like I don't know what you attribute it to, but like it's a road game. Okay, dude, we were rocking. That's that stadium was it, dude. It, it was crazy. Okay, we we put Gary Pingle's name on our wall before the game. I mean, it, it was nuts. And uh, Georgia in a big game. Will be Georgia. Like I think you can you can catch Georgia on off off games, and that's why they're not Alabama. But like, no, dude, if Georgia. We've seen what Georgia does to Oregon. Like, there's no world we say, "Wow, Oregon's really going to keep this one close, aren't they?" No, dude, Georgia was was better than them in all facets of the game. Yeah, no, that's fair. All right, you want to go your next next? Yeah, so I got Oklahoma State eleven. They beat my beloved Baylor Bears. Um, very upsetting for me, but they played well, so I moved him up a little bit. Uh, by the way, Spencer Sanders is just such an enigma in college football. He's one of those guys that have been there for so long, but um, I mean, he's he's like the college quarterback at this point. And then we have Wake Forest at twelve with that Mickey Mouse RPO offense that we talked about already. It's not Mickey Mouse, it, dude. It's so Mickey Mouse. Like, it is kind of Mickey well, Mouse. Listen, what would Saban say? Before he added it to his offense, what would Saban say? What say? What did he say over the summer that like people like found ways to cheat or like? Yeah, and found ways to cheat. He would call it cheating, but you know what? He always says that, and he always adds it to his team. So like, next season we're gonna see Alabama running these like RPOs that take like ten seconds to develop. Uh, by the way, if, if Bryce doesn't play against the AM this weekend, I have a feeling it's gonna be way closer than people think. I disagree. Alabama has players that can contain Milrow. Alabama wins by three scores. If Bryce plays, I agree. If Bryce plays, Alabama wins by four scores. Listen, if, listen, if, Bryce, listen, if Bryce if plays, Alabama may win by 35. Listen, if Alabama, if Bryce Young plays, AM scores less than seven points. If if Bryce Young doesn't play, AM scores seven or less points. Like is, is not this, scoring more than a touchdown. Is this AM team any better than Auburn last year? Uh, no. No. I, I think bad. I agree. Dude, like AM's terrible. Dude, they've now been outplayed in four of their five games this year, and they have Bama on the road this week. They're awful. They're not They're- good. Are what are they three and two? Are they are are they in tuck territory? And by tuck territory, I mean like missing a bowl. They are. Listen, I said it earlier in the pod, maybe week one. I said no matter what, it'll always end up the same for Jimbo and A and M. Eight and four, no matter how. Like doesn't matter how they get there, but it will get there. Eight and four. Dude, this team's not finishing eight and four. Are you kidding me? Listen, it doesn't. Like good seasons, eight and four. Bad seasons, eight and four. Middle of the pack seasons, eight and four. You think this team's finishing eight and four? I mean, like, like I wouldn't be surprised if they go eight and four. Their next couple games. Well, actually, I'll read you the rest of their schedule. 
at Alabama, they're going to be three and three. Okay. At South Carolina, they could be four and three. They're going to win that game. Come on. Ole Miss at home. That's such a game they win. <laughs> they, they win that. They win that game. Five and three. Home against Florida, six and three. <laughs> um, at Auburn, seven and three. In a really ugly one, and then they got UMass, oh, and they'll lose to LSU. Eight and Dude, four. Eight and four. Eight and four. It all happens. It's always eight and four. It's the curse of eight and four. The Jimbo curse. Oh my god! It happens all the same. Always eight and four. Good season. Eight and four. Bad season. Eight and four. Mediocre season. Eight and four. It's it's going to be eight and four. That's it. All right. right. That's definitely going to go in the title of this of this pod to the A and four Jimbo. So sorry, Wake Forest, you had a 12. TCU, um, huge win over Oklahoma, killed them. Max mm-hmm. Duggan is that guy. He's him. Yeah. Uh big matchup against Kansas this week. Game day. It's gonna be electric. Two touchdown game. <clears throat> maybe, maybe. People, you can you can talk all you want about this being a hangover game for TCU after the Oklahoma game. It's a hangover game for Kansas too because they're Listen, trying to be to slander Kansas until I get to them in my rankings. Sure, I'll hold off. You like wake up on Twitter and it says Kansas hate. This is why is Kansas ranked? Right? Because they're not good. I I stop that. Come on. We got Ole Miss at fourteen. Lane Train beat Kentucky on a really fraudulent play at the end of the game. Um, I thought they played well though. I thought they were fine. And then we have Kansas State at fifteen. Um. Who's football. just riding the Adrian Martinez train? So, Big Twelve Player of the Week, Adrian Martinez. Heck yeah! All right. Uh oh, you're not gonna like this. I have Texas at eleven. Um, if, if I had to bet who wins the Big Twelve right now, I would still bet on Texas. They, they were in a bad spot against Texas Tech, and they outplayed them and were up by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. If Quinn Ewers is is healthy and doesn't get hurt, Texas may be five and zero. And they're going to beat Oklahoma this week. They're a seven-point favorite, by the way, against Oklahoma this week. They're going to beat them. All right. I disagree. I'm going to go to 12. I'm going to chalk – like, they really bad game against Purdue. I'm going to chalk it up as an outlier, though. And Ibrahim didn't play. So, uh, like, we'll see. If they continue to look this bad, we'll, we'll have some discussions. But for now, I'm keeping them at 12. TCU at 13. Look, They look really good. Nothing else there. Ole Miss at 14. I still am very suspect on them, although their defense looks good. And then your Mickey Mouse Wake Forest team is at fifteen for me. Sorry, I just need to comment on some of your on some of your takes here. But oh, like, sorry. yeah. So so Minnesota, um, you're about to Minnesota delete them twelve. Off. I see you lurking. You're about to delete them off my rankings. No, I'm, not, I'm just I'm just clicking to make sure I have the right thing. Um, I'd, uh, I I don't. Know. I get it. I I get it, man. I get it. I. I I, I Purdue spoils a lot of team seasons. I, I think this is the war absolute worst that Minnesota will play this year. But like Minnesota turned the ball over like so much. And there was plays that there was like picks that Purdue dropped. Also, that game had more picks. That game should have been a tie game at halftime. Minnesota dropped a <laughs> touchdown that ended up being an interception in the end zone. I remember that. By the way, that game was one of the sloppier passing games like I've Bonkers. seen. Recently. Bonkers. That that was the end of the good way. experience, too. Like that was the full I, I hate Purdue there. like so much. They're they're up there with Kansas as like team uh, <laughs> team hate this year. <laughs> this dude can't get Kansas out of his mouth. Like, like 
<laughs> cannot do it. Wait, right. just wait. Let's continue. I'm excited for this part, but um, UCLA 16. They're undefeated. Jack still has a ranked as his uh, um, Pac-12 champion. Let's also remind you that during our Pac-12 preview, Jack said that he thinks that UCLA has a chance to go undefeated, to win out, and go to the college football playoff. So he's not here to protect himself right now, but I needed to say that. If they can get through Utah, USC, and then one of those guys again, uh, I will be very impressed. Which, like – or the like, season, it seemed really hard, but like USC's been good. They have been world beaters. Dude, they, they only get, they're gonna lose a game in the past. Dude, they, they only get up for the like important games. But you and you can still see USC losing a game in the Pac-12 play. Right USC will USC will lose a game. And I actually I think I picked them to lose to UCLA at the start of the year. So, so I'm gonna say, man, like maybe I mean USC, USC. I I will bet USC loses twice. Like I, I think they're gonna lose to Utah and UCLA. And listen, man, when when USC has to come into UCLA, go to the Rose Bowl at, at 74% capacity, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be wild. Okay, it's gonna be rocking. It's gonna be rocking. Um, I got Baylor at 17. It's gonna take a lot for me to move them off my top 25. And I mean, like they're gonna have to lose four games before I move them off. Baylor. Yeah, well, I mean. Yeah. First of all, that game was weird. They didn't out they didn't outplay Oklahoma State, but they didn't really get outplayed either. Like Oklahoma yeah. State had like I want to say like less yards on, on offense. They had a safety, they had a kickoff return for a touchdown, and they were good in the red zone. And and Baylor wasn't. So like I think I I don't think that that was a as big of a blowout as it seemed. Yeah, I just like Again, like Baylor to me is a program that, like, they're gonna go probably they're gonna win nine games in my opinion, and like, I, there's not gonna be a reason for you to ever move them out of my top twenty-five. So, and while like they probably won't be a Big Twelve contender, like I still think that they're due for a really solid season. So, do you think Baylor was gonna win nine games? Yeah, that means they go six and one the rest of the year, which would be really impressive. I mean, they so- played they played Okie State already. Yeah, I mean. They haven't played Texas, Bro. nor have they. Nor have they played TCU. Nor have they played Kansas State. I think that's all the good Big Twelve teams. I think they. I think they beat all of them. Honestly, mm, interesting. I'm sticking to my guns. Listen, I picked Baylor as my as my Big Twelve winner early in the year. So like, I have to like, I'm gonna stick with them. Hey, I LSU is my my, my like ride or die squad. So uh, I've got Mississippi State at 18. Mike Leach just continues to to beat teams. They're like, good. They they are good. Um, they're just such an interesting squad because like they'll sneak up on like the like mid tier SEC teams, but like I don't see them being a challenge for the big boys. I've got Washington at nineteen. I wanted to move them down a little bit further, but at this point in the rankings, I need to like value resume and just like how good they've looked, and so like. They were down pretty big against UCLA. They fought back a little bit. It was like it was a tough game. Like UCLA is a very good team. Yeah. So like I wasn't gonna punish them that much, but I got Texas at twenty. Uh, Texas is still not back, folks. Uh, which yeah, I should yeah. call the 20, 20th ranking spot the Texas spot. So I feel like in the past few seasons they've always been hovering around twenty. Like that's just where they belong. Um, full champs. I, I can't shake off that Texas Tech loss. Why? They were up two scores with a backup quarterback. Because they lost to Texas Tech. 
Tech, first of all, Texas Tech is not bad. Okay, but dude, they're not bad, but they're not like they're not a team that you expect Texas, Texas to be losing. Texas went in there with a back of quarterback, what was up two scores in the fourth quarter and, and lost. Like they outplayed them. Like but they was, lost. Plus, so like I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look at the loss. Also, also, they lost the game. That is like that is like Texas Tech's game. That's the last time they're gonna play Texas at home at home. You are Texas. You don't make excuses for whose Super Bowl you are playing in or, or whatnot, okay? If you're Texas, you have the best players in Texas. Texas Tech has your leftovers. You don't lose to the leftovers. No one goes to Thanksgiving and says, oh, wait, I, I don't want to eat the meal tonight. I want to like wait till the next week for all the leftovers. Like, no one does that, okay? Texas Tech has the leftovers. You don't lose to those teams. Come on. Like, let, let's be realistic. Let's, let's say what we need to say here. Like, we thought Texas was going to be something else this season. I didn't. I was always on Texas is not it. They, 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 they tricked you, okay? They've tricked you. The recruiting rankings, the NIL, Longhorn Network, they've tricked you, okay? This oh, isn't an SEC team. <laughs> this isn't an SEC team. This is just, this is just a team with history. They're going to be everyone when Ewers comes back. He's coming back this week, I think. They are a team with history. They are not an SEC team. That's the end of my statement. They are much closer to an SEC team than Oklahoma is right now. Neither of them are SEC teams. Way, way closer. Texas will Neither Texas of them are SEC teams. Neither of them are SEC teams. And by the way, I love that I had to call out the Longwood Network because it's still the stupidest thing ever made. All right, uh, let me go through my 16 to 20 because that was enough of that. Uh, <laughs> 16, LSU, I did move them down because they played really bad against Auburn. Still have a top five defense in the country. 17, Oklahoma State, 18, Kansas State, 19, Mississippi State, and 20, Washington. I'm fine with it. I've got – I've actually – like. For the first time in this episode, I kind of agree with – I'm fine with those rankings. That's okay. good. I'm glad we could agree on something. <laughs> I'm okay with it. There are some teams in here of the final part that we're not going to agree oh, on. This episode has been so argumentative, which is fun. This is a good episode. That's fine. You know what? We got seven eight, – eight weeks left of the regular season. We'll think, exactly. We'll exactly. Um, I've got Maryland 21. Um, this is the part where I'm going to say that I was right about Maryland all along. This is a really good team. And and like I don't okay, let's pump the brakes. I what? was right. I was right about Maryland all along. You don't have Minnesota ranked. Minnesota looked way better against Michigan State than Maryland did. Listen, dude, dude. I had I had Maryland ranked like let's see three or four weeks ago. Before three we... weeks ago. Three weeks ago. They played Michigan tough. Them. They played Michigan tough. The Michigan State game, they like they should have won by three touchdowns. Like that score was way closer than what the game was. Okay. <laughs> they, they have talent. Like if we're talking about recruiting rankings, right? Like they got talent. They, they are very they got clearly, the quarterback. They are very clearly the fourth best team in the Big Ten right now. They're good. Ah, fifth. Minnesota's better than them. Listen, Texas is closer to Maryland than they are to. Don't say what you're about to say. Because whatever you're about to say is about to be wrong. Texas is closer to Maryland than they are to Penn State. Who's your number two team in the country? I've got Alabama. Texas went toe to toe with them like three weeks ago with the backup quarterback. You you don't listen. You don't you don't win games at the end if you don't have the higher score. 
let's let's like let let's like teams win games in different ways. The, fun, the final the final, final scores are at time, final scores are at time very overrated. You lose to Texas Tech. Hold up, no, you're a big fan of like the the analytics, right? Yeah. Can you pull up Texas Tech's analytics real quick? Let's let's see this team quality. What what do you want to see in terms of their analytics? I'm just curious. I don't want to see any. Like I I'm just really curious because maybe uh, I have the wrong idea. I, I bet they're pretty high. Like so. College football data is loading for me. This this could take a little while because I'm on my hotspot right now. But like I'm still like willing to bet that like if I pull up the EPA charts like with EPA on offense on the y-axis and EPA or EPA on defense on the y-axis and EPA on offense on the uh, x-axis, I bet they're fairly close to the bottom right in in those categories. I'm just curious because like I could be wrong. And I'll admit that I'm wrong if, if Texas Tech is a strong football team. Texas Tech is not a super, like, elite Big 12 team. But, like, they're going to win games in this conference. They're going to play everybody tough this year. Like, I'll rephrase my sentence. Like, I, I'll admit that I'm wrong if, like, Texas Tech is really a good football team. Like, elite football teams, like, like you're claiming Texas is, they shouldn't lose to good or fine football teams. They should be losing to the great football teams. Like they should be losing to teams that like they're okay. They did, lose to, they did lose to a great football team. And they lost to very good dude. We can't we can't dance around the Texas Tech loss and act like it never happened just because they played Bama close. Texas the, my site isn't loading right now, but I'll I'll look at it after the show. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, Texas is closer to Maryland than they are to Penn State, which is funny because in years past, Maryland beat Texas in the non-conference. But if Texas played Penn State on a neutral field tomorrow, Texas would be favored. Okay, and they would probably lose. They wouldn't lose. Penn State's probably better than Texas Tech. If your if yours is healthy and playing, Texas is beating Penn State on a neutral field. I'm pretty. I confident. need to see. I need to see Franklin versus Sark. I need to see that. <laughs> You saw Franklin versus Pat Fitzgerald last week. What more do you need to see? <laughs> no, I don't need to see that. I do not need to see that again. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, I'm going to continue. We're, there's going to be more arguments as we get to the Dude, this, this 21 through 25 phase is going to be a mess. We uh, actually will agree on one on one team here. I we think. will. I've got, I've got Kentucky at 22. I've got um, – Who's your 21? Sorry. Maryland. Okay. 22, Kentucky. 23 Kansas. I got 24 Cuse, Syracuse. I got 25 Illinois. Um only really dis- only really disagree with one team there. Actually. Yeah, I know. I know. And like I'm ready for you to, to say your part, but go through your rankings first, and then we'll get All to right. it. So 21 is Florida State, which I know you disagree with. Um 22 UCLA. Maybe could be a little higher. I they didn't play so well in the fir- first four weeks. So taking that with a grain of salt. 23 Kentucky, not a very good football team, by the way. I feel like I'm almost ranking them out of like pity. Like they're the, they're not good. Um 24 Maryland, 25 Illinois. So let, let me pull up a, a a tweet for you that this was something I tweeted Sunday. Sunday, Sunday at 445, actually, to be approximate. Where is this? Here we go. All right. Team A, five and oh. Two road wins, one against the Power 5 team. Is 17th in points per game, 68th in opponent points per game. You got that? Take that all in? Yeah, I, I saw this tweet, by the way. I'm doing my own research. So wait, Real quick, before before we get to the punchline, can you tell me uh, what year that team was? Because I know the team. What year was it again? Was that 2017? Team B. Team A. 
Well, or team A is this year. Team B, team B, I meant. Team B is 2019. All right, hold up. Team B, 5-0, two road wins, one against a Power 5 team. So, same as Team A. 15th in points per game, two spots higher than Team A. And 64th in opponent's points per game, which was four spots higher than Team A. Team A is Kansas, who's currently ranked 19th. Team B is 2019 Minnesota, who finished 10 and 2, by the way, but through five games was not close to being ranked. Yeah, people, well, I'm, I'm people, pulling it up. Uh, people last week were saying this whole thing about how Kansas is only not ranked because they're Kansas. No, they're ranked because they are Kansas. They are not a good football team. Yeah, yeah. Let me all. let me let me find this. So wait, 20, 20 there are 10, there are 10 teams in the Big 12. Kansas is Probably the eighth best team in the conference. Wait a minute. Hold up. Okay. Let's quickly go through this Minnesota 2019 daunting schedule that you were talking about. What was it? What was the step for? Oh, no, they were, they were bad at the start of the year, but so was Kansas. That's my whole argument. Like Minnesota didn't deserve to be ranked after five weeks. Like, Can we compare the teams that that Minnesota team played versus the teams that Kansas played? I can probably tell you four (laughs) of the teams that Minnesota played. Well, because I got the schedule right here. So they, they opened with South Dakota State and won exactly like beat it by seven, beat by a touchdown, and that was the game where they had like that last play where like they t- they tossed it up to uh, oh, what was his name? But, like they tossed it, and he like it wasn't Bateman, was it? No, it wasn't. But like he, they needed like a last drive. Tyler Johnson. It might have been, yeah. Then they win in overtime against Fresno State. All right, so South South Dakota, Dakota. so two and zero South Dakota State. Last second touchdown, Fresno State overtime. Georgia Southern wins by a game-winning field goal. So, oh, Fresno team, by the so, way. So we're we're looking at three three games here. They played they played no one, and they struggled in every single game. That's they, fine. They beat a pretty bad Purdue team on the road. Sure, we'll live with it. And then that they that's killed them, didn't they? No, they won 38-31. Okay. Well, they killed Illinois the next week. I know that. They killed Illinois. Nice. Congrats. You killed Illinois. So that Illinois team that versus year, by the way versus Kansas's schedule. It's just like it, I'm just trying to disprove the fact that like. Okay, that's fine. Ranked. Okay. Tennessee Tech, I get it. West Virginia, like I would argue, that's West Virginia is really better. bad. They're bad, but like they're better than the first three teams that that Minnesota played that year. Fair. Houston bad, but they didn't struggle. And they're probably better than Georgia Southern. Houston is 2019. Awful. But they're Houston. probably better than 2019 Georgia Southern. That may be true, but that also was Kansas's second best win. All right, Duke. They still – I mean, they won that game. Yeah, that's that's Kansas's second best win, actually. Yeah. And then Iowa State. Iowa State, they beat the uh, the Golden State. It was also bad. Campbell. It was also bad. But but are they, are they worse than Fresno State or South Dakota State? By the way, you just read me that schedule. None of those teams are better than 2019 Illinois, and Minnesota beat that team by 20 plus. But for power five teams, my argument here isn't that Minnesota sh- should have been ranked in 2019. My argument is that Kansas shouldn't be. But like, why shouldn't they be ranked? Well, they're they're undefeated. The, res- the resume isn't as good as everyone says it is. Uh, they're Listen, getting. They're getting a lot of credit for beating a West Virginia team that isn't good, a Houston team that isn't good, and an Iowa State team that isn't good. But you and, can't control your schedule. You can only control how you play. That's fine. They, they played well against these teams. 
No, they didn't. They won all their games. They won all their games. They that's, won that's, all that's their like games. The end all be all. I mean, it is like Coastal, Car- Coastal Carolinas. Coastal Coastal's won all their games. Put them in the top ten, guys. I mean, maybe I will. Like, if the season ended. Today, By the way, Coastal beat Kansas last year. Last year, come on, we're not talking about. We're talking about the season, man. If the season ended today, I would be okay with awarding Kansas the national championship. I would be okay with not doing anything about Kansas. <laughs> okay. I was trying to think of something. I miserably failed. <laughs> But here's my question. Like, why can't you just be okay with Kansas playing a ranked matchup against TCU? And then if and getting, they lose – getting blown fine. out and they're back out of the rankings and everyone's – I'm very okay with like, that. Why do you have to hate on Kansas that much? Like, because they're, they went from 26 to 19 after having 213 total yards of offense. Also, if you want to talk about last year, Kansas, could I ignore the fact that they beat your beloved Texas Longhorns? Last year? That, yeah. that was last year. We're not talking about last year. <laughs> but you were talking about last year. You were talking about last year. Yeah, but you said we're not, so now we're not. <laughs> okay. oh Kansas God. had 213 total yards of offense. They gained 10 first downs this past week against Iowa State. That's Kansas football. That's the way they play. West Virginia is freaking terrible, right? Yeah. Terrible. They give up 511 yards to them. That's the way they play football. That's the way Kansas plays. Houston, freaking terrible. Give up 450 yards to them. They were outgained in all three of those games I just listed. That's the way Kansas plays football. Hold on. I want to I want to see if this okay. So they they weren't outgained against Duke, but they still give up 460 yards. Listen, man. TCU's gonna kill these guys. They're not. I think Kansas might win. They're going to hammer these guys. I think Kansas might win. Here is my promise to the American people. If Kansas wins, I will rank them. I'm not saying how high, but I will rank them. Here's my promise to the American people. If if Kansas wins, I will rank them my top 15. Illinois, Maryland, both better than Kansas. Syracuse, better than Kansas. <laughs> By the way, I don't want to keep going back to my preseason rankings, but or my preseason previews, but I did say Kansas in the over two and a half wins. Like I think that was that was pretty much a lock that we all agreed on. So very, very happy that this is the way it happens. So, anyways, yeah. Lance Leopold is going to go to a bowl this season, whether you like it or not. He's going to go to a bowl, and then he's going to head straight to Lincoln, Nebraska. Like, immediately. Like, he's going to be like the Red Box Bowl, and they're immediately going to send him to well, Lincoln. Will he, will he coach a – will he um, will he even coach the bowl for them? Like, Dude, you have to coach the bowl. Why? What he's like a he's like a division three Wisconsin Whitewater. If Nebraska's paying you well, if Nebraska's paying you five million dollars a year, you do not have to coach the bowl. And what's the reason you get that job? Because of what you did at that because of your performance at Wisconsin Whitewater. It's not, I'll tell you that much. It's not that. It's by the way, by the way, do you think Kansas is gonna at least win one more game, right? They're gonna win a game, yeah. You think they're you don't think they're winning this week though? You said they have a chance, but they're not winning this week, probably, right? I mean, like I would I would think they're they're gonna win this week. I would Kansas, like to think they're gonna win this week. Kansas is going to by the way, Kansas is five and zero. they will have to win have to win a game at an, as an underdog to make a bowl. Oh, but they play Texas, so like we know how that like we know that goes. Yeah, that's it's, it's okay. Texas, by the way, according to the FBI, has an eighty point five percent chance to win that game. So you know, well, like Kansas kind of owns Texas. Maybe Texas will walk in there with the uh, Big Twelve championship appearance already in hand, and, and you know maybe Kansas they overlook wins. them. 
And then Kansas wins. Come on, man. Maybe they overlook them. Kansas was beating Texas since before Kansas, Kansas, Kansas was winning games. Is Kansas's best chance to, to get their sixth win Oklahoma next week? Uh, no, it's probably at Tech. I don't know, dude. Texas Tech's frisky. But you're probably right. It's probably at Tech. You're probably right. The, the schedule's brutal. Like they're I mean, they're gonna probably they'll probably finish six and six. Dude, I could see some craziness at like the what is it, the Apple Cup? What if, what if they beat what if they beat your beloved Baylor Bears? I would I would go into like hiding. No. By the way, I think the, I think the word you're looking for is, or the term you're looking for is the Sunflower Showdown. I believe that's what Kansas. Oh, uh, the Sunflower Showdown. What? The Apple Cups, that's Washington Wazoo, right? Kansas, Kansas State's not overlooking that game, but, though, by the way. like the, Actually, they might, because Kansas will be five and six at that point. <laughs> no, dude. You think Kansas is going to lose six games in a row after starting five and oh? They're going to be an underdog in every single one. Why not? Oh, my God. I think, I think we've had enough. I think – this has been a really fun episode. <laughs> the, college season, the season's really heating up. I'm very excited to see how this goes. Like, listen, okay. I'm willing to make I'm willing to make a little bit of a bet. Okay. Okay. Uh, about this Kansas TCU type thing. Uh, what's the What's the line at right now for this? Seven. Game? Seven TCU. I'll bet you right now TCU covers. Okay, I'll bet I'll bet Kansas minus or Kansas minus, minus seven. seven. Deal. Done. We'll revisit right. next week. How much? How much? How much? Five bucks. Let's put five bucks on it. Yeah. Deal. But if Kansas wins the game, you have to put them in your top fifteen of your rankings. By the way, I will not watch. A, I am not watching a second of that game, and it's not because I'm watching something else. I'm actually calling the Mizzou game, Florida game this weekend. So nice. So uh, this, be, be this, more, this loaded morning game. slate. By by the way, uh, I, I saw a theory. I wanted to get your opinion on it <laughs> real quick before we left. Yeah. Big noon. Right is now is now going to Michigan for is now going to a Michigan game for the fourth straight week. Fourth, yeah, it's going to be fifth too after they go next week to. Penn State. Who do they play? Uh, who do they play next week? Penn State. Well, no, they next week they play IU. Well, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. This week they play IU next week. Then Penn, Penn State, State is and then Michigan State. Game. By the way, has a chance of being Big Noon as well. I know it's Ohio. Not. That's that's going to be ESPN. That's going to be that game. I know Ohio State Penn Penn State's that week, but I, I think there's a chance. Um. So Michigan is now going to play five, no, four. They're going to go to Big Noon four times in a row for Michigan. Yeah. Right. We four run Fox, Fox lost Michigan. The theory that I saw is Big Noon keeps going to these Michigan games so Urban Meyer can give a scouting report to Ryan Day. Bro, honestly, I wouldn't put it past them. But not, not at all. As a fan, I love Big Noon because Joel Klatt is like my favorite as of right now. Is like I think the best in the business in terms the of football now analysis. So um like Joel. Do <laughs> I love Joel? Like he's by the way, last year at the Big Ten Championship, we were sitting like right under the broadcast booth. We got his attention uh pregame and he gave us like a little heart. Like it, it was funny. We yeah, have so, I have a picture of it on my phone. My phone. Yeah. We've been, no, we've been I, I love Joel. His his podcast is great. The only the only thing him and I really disagree on are two things actually. One, the twelve team playoff, and he keeps complaining because Kansas wasn't ranked. We we need to have him on the pod. That's our that's our goal. If we can get Joel on the pod, that would be quite the feat. Let's let's work on Willie Tiger. Let's work on him. <laughs> All right, we're gonna have to wrap it up. See you guys later in the week. Um, yeah, have a good week. Thanks for listening.